Boxcaster online. Authorization accepted. Upload confirmed. Begin transmission. Hello and welcome to Transmission 3.1 of After Olinor. My name is Dave Whitek. And I'm Greg Dan. And we are your hosts today for the listener feedback episode for Galaxy in Flames. Indeed. Uh, so before we get started, we would like to quickly thank our sponsor, Og Games. Absolutely. There's a bit of news from Og. Um, in... Over this side of the pond in the UK, Games Workshop are changing their um, policy on internet shops and brick-and-mortar stores, much like the Americans have got, I believe. Yeah, um, they did it to us already in the beginning of the summer, yeah. So I think Og's actually not going to be stocking GW at the moment because he doesn't have a a brick-and-mortar. And And looking forward, might not be stocking them in the future. Um, But he still does... All the hobby stuff, all the magnets, all the basing kits, uh, all that, and all the great range of board games. And I know he's looking at still getting some of the Black Library books from a, um, from an independent source. So definitely still worth going there. I know he's got some Horus Heresy board games and Relic and things like that. Our games is there for all your hobby needs other than your exact direct GW stuff. And Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully if, if he gets a brick and mortar... Then he'll have that for you again. But yeah, GW won't let anybody sell their stuff over the internet now. Apparently, so yeah, that's a different do? conversation for yep. a different time. <laughs> so, but they still have everything else you need for your hobby. Oh, gaming. absolutely! If you if you are um, a lot of us gamers are also into board gaming. If you want a board game, he's he's probably got he's probably got all the good ones. And some of the not so good ones, but um, definitely got all the good ones. Well, he just got in the Star Trek Attack Wing. I was because I, I follow his, I follow the Odd Games Twitter feed, and I know he got that in. And I yeah, picked I that up a- at Gen Con. It's great, excellent. Yeah, yeah I know. There's, there's, there's go ahead, plenty sorry. to choose from as well. There's so many games out there at the moment, yeah. and he's got. The, I think he got the Zombie Sides in. As I say, he got the Horus Heresy back in, and yeah. um, loads, loads of loads of stuff on that shop. Yeah, speaking of Attack Wing, though, if you like Star Wars X Wing. Yep. You will you will like Attack Wing. Excellent. Apparently, they just bought the rights for the rules from Fantasy Flight and then tweaked them for Star Trek. So now you just have to decide which is cooler, Star well, Wars or Star Trek, if you're which going, is another conversation for another time. <laughs> if you're going by models, quality of the models, you're going to buy the yep. Star Wars game. Right, if you're going yep. by the rules, because they were able to go through and sort of tweak them a bit, sure. I think rules-wise, the edge goes to Star so Trek. So buy the Star Trek for the rules and then next wing for the models yep yep sorted <laughs> all right so greg uh we've gotten a bunch of listener feedback on this one and partially in thanks to i think to carl from the independent characters not only being on the show but mentioning us on the independent characters which was yeah. a great boost thanks carl pretty sure you know he's got at least like 100 listeners at least and we've we've borrowed like five of them or something. He's internet famous. He's my hero. He's my, he is my hero. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. No, it's been brilliant. A lot of that feedback has been um, kind of just general positivity, which 
has actually I've, I've been looking through a lot of the um uh the, the reviews on itunes today in preparation for announcing the tournament winner the competition winner oh that's right later on and um actually really that's not as me a tease. just before recording this you know <laughs> a little bit behind the curtain i got called out we had we were supposed to start recording this a couple of hours ago but things happened and you know like, oh, i've got to go home and do that and I've got to get this done and got to get this done. and i sat there and read them and I went actually no it's just it's just really cool to do this so yeah, yeah. it's good Thank you, thank you, everyone, for all the uh, positivity you're, you're giving us on Twitter and on Facebook and the reviews. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I've I've got to say, um, I haven't, you know, I, I used to, back when I first started Garage Hammer, I used to check the iTunes reviews like every two days just to see if something new came on. Yeah. But I've been so busy this summer. Now, the last two weeks, I've gone back to work with school starting again. I haven't checked. And when I checked last time, we had like two reviews. And yes. so I just checked in on the at least on the U.S. side of the feed. We've got eighteen, and they're all. I'm kind of flipping through them and reading them, like quickly scanning through them. I'm like, oh wow, people like the show. This is great. Thank you, everybody. Yes, <laughs> we seem to have found a niche where people really like us. Yeah, it's it's a, a niche of a niche hobby. It's it's quite an interesting place to be. Um, but but it's it's very good. It's great. It's a great feeling, and it's great. Um, you know, the Facebook group started to pick up after the last episode and there's been other discussions on there and people getting involved um which is always good to see and always helps seriously they're all pretty good reviews thank you so much to everybody who wrote these as i'm scanning down them and i think the one and that's thing- all, all around the world as well you know we've been getting messages from different people saying oh, i put a review in from you know belgium or wherever it was and Great. things like that so it's really good to see. Oh yeah, you've okay. You know what's so funny is I used to get when we had the contest for stuff like this. I would have people send all the emails to me, and now yeah. they're all sending them to you. So I haven't seen any of that. So I didn't know how, what kind of a response we were getting. But um, it's always a bit of a, a nice feeling when someone from uh, a country you don't necessarily associate with Warhammer uh, uh, does yeah. does talk to you, reply back to you. It's really good. And you know what? The one theme that keeps running through here is, and now I realize why you rushed me to do this. Like, you kept pushing me because the one thing says it's about time somebody did this. Yeah. It's about time somebody went just book by book in this much detail. And you well, can when, you know. When we got the first one out, um, there was a number of, a, a small handful of people said, yeah, we, we've been meaning to do something similar. Yeah. Um, uh, as a couple of well known podcasters who said, yeah, we've thought about doing something like that and it was a case of right you know we get it out it. get it done we're, we're the first so we're naturally the best and that, <laughs> even, if so, even if someone else doesn't come along he does come along it's fine uh, we've always got that we were the first there you go they can't take that away from us Dave <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to that like a lifeline yeah because uh, eventually Ben Curry will come in with the serialized uh, the Horus Heresy chapter a day We'll sell the, out to Horace Heresy Daily. Yeah, we'll I've got an escape plan. <laughs> Good. Oh my goodness! All right, so why don't we get on with some of this feedback here? Yeah, uh, in terms of actual feedback for for what we were talking about, there's been less than the last couple of shows. I think partly because we had Carl on, we had an extra voice. So. We, you know, plus the fact I think you and me got, you know, we we did a quite good job on it, even if I do say so myself. So. Um, <laughs> We were we, thorough, actually, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. We've got we've got um, David Wright on on Facebook. I think someone else said this. I can't find it elsewhere. Otherwise, we you know um, we had 
the whole discussion about Logan's death at the end of the book, right? And, and what, how we thought maybe what should have happened, um, and you know, leaving it open was unsatisfying but was it better than having him die and and he was one who's particularly like no if adam had killed like if abaddon had killed loken it would have been awful and it's like well yeah so there was a little bit of chat about that yeah i kind of you know you kind of almost got to agree with it though because you just abaddon is always just i mean he walked around in the beginning even though he was friendly he was always like i'm the i'm the toughest of all of us yeah and then as and then once he was corrupted He's the jock you like to hate in all those school movies, yeah. Exactly. And so to, just to have him win out at the end, he wanted to kill Loken so bad. To have that thing collapse and have him not be able to deliver his death blow. To take that away from him, yeah. To, yeah, that's like that's the small victory I think you get in the story, is to take that away from him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough one. I think, I think we covered that quite well. Um, and even on from there, Grok on the, on the forums was... Um, you know, did ancient Rylanor survive? Um, he was in his dreadnought suit, you know, all sealed up. Right. Um, and, you know, the last view of the planet was it was being bombed again as they left. So kind of what's going on on the planet? Yeah. Um, there are There is a story in the audio part that does actually revisit this fan briefly. Um Really, which which audio is that? Um, I don't want to say the name. Okay, um, well, tell because, me off the air then, because um, yeah, because it's it's kind of the whole point of that story. But there is there is there is something about the plant. There's very little left, but Rylanor hasn't really been talked about um, later on, um, and I think uh, there's been various comments from a lot of people on. Did so and so survive from the Emperor's children? And it, and it got to the point where they just said no, no. Um, <laughs> and this is much this is much later on in the books when other things have happened, which I'm not going to talk about. But so we can probably assume that Rylanor's dead. You know, okay. even if he's not. This this I say there's this one very short story that involves this fan, and and it's a couple of people going back there. Um, but beyond that, I'm not going to tell you why they were there, what they were doing, or anything like that. Um, yeah, you know, it's obviously later on. It's fan three is is the start of the heresy, so it's 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 more than just there's people there. There's there's symbolism to it and everything. So they could be there for all kinds of reasons, people. Before you right. jump on me, okay. Um, <laughs> just to make sure I'm not giving anything away. It's hard. But, um, we're walking this tight line of we're so early in the series, and as we've read farther on, there's things that just and people are asking, and it's like, um, yeah. And it's I, I don't want to be. I, you know, Laurie, Laurie Golding, um, I've talked to him before, the, the editor for Black Library, whenever he's asked a question about stuff he knows, he always says, I can't say. Which <laughs> is, a, is a classic line to bring out. And I don't want to sit here and just say, I can't say, because it's so frustrating. Well, it um, is. Yeah. To hear, but... But you can't you know, say. I can't say. Not without um, ruining I, things. I mean, you can say, if, but let's, we don't want to be yeah, jerks. If, cause... If, I, if I put a Royal and I'll tell you now... I don't know. And because we've got, because I've read up to book 26, Vulcan Lives, and I haven't seen him since, then I'm going to assume he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Destroyed in the bombardment. And in a way, it's kind of like their last stand. Yeah, that was fair play. I think that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
within that same uh, reply, Grok was talking about um, Loken's fight versus uh, Khan. And how in the book it said that um, it almost seemed as if Khan was being compelled, um, that he wasn't the same person that Loken had seen before, things like that. Uh, again, much later on in the series, unfortunately, they um, the World Eaters are dealt with as a legion. Um, which uh, uh, which book is that? The the one where they really dealt with in depth is Betrayer. Okay. Um, there's also a short called Butcher's Nails. Uh, and anyone who's played 40K will know that the Butcher's Nails are implants. That Ang- Angron, was, um, Angron landed on a slave planet. Um, and the upper classes, you know, slave this young burly kin put into fight in these fighting pits where the slaves were sent to fight uh, for their own pleasure and amusement. And all these sl- fighting slaves were given these implants which enhanced their uh, aggression and only gave them pleasure when they were being aggressive and causing pain. So, so Angron's got these things in his head that are telling him to kill and maim and burn. Um, and in honour of that, his legion have also got them. So Khan's got these things in his head that are just saying, hurt, hurt, hurt all the time. So that's obviously a part of what's going on, plus there are other things happening which I'll dealt with later in the book. Yeah. But, um, I don't want to ruin that, any of that book for you either, so I can't say. Yeah, but, the only <laughs> one I can the only one I can think of is there's a short story, and I think that f- the first short story compilation there's the story um, with Angron. after the Shire where Angron's found. Right. Yeah that uh, that 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 shows kind of the levels that Angron was at post being found again. That was a great not, story. Not going to say I any more than that, that but that's quite an entertaining story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, entertaining uh, puts it lightly. I loved that was I th- that might that was that was one of my favorites in that book of the short stories I've read. So Yeah, I'm not right in thinking that was Aaron Dembski Bowden. It might have been. Might have been. I th- I think it was. But yeah, so so there's there's lots in there for those who are wanting to know more about the the world eaters. It does come up cool which is good so uh, since the feedback is a little thin yeah i believe you have prepared something special for us well it was yeah the next subject um i've got a couple of subjects in mind for what to do some of them require certain timing so um people have asked for talk about where the legion stand each individual legion which is not something I'm going to do, I don't think, until after Fulgrim, because Fulgrim, uh, the the ending of Fulgrim is also is almost the end of the first of the setting up, right, of the heresy. Um, yeah, because that first, threw me the, for a loop because I didn't know where everybody stood, and that one I was reading like, oh, yeah. wait, what? So we've read we've read the trilogy, which are pretty much, bam, 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 one after the other. Um, the next book, Flight of the Eisenstein, is crosses over a little bit at the start but chronologically carries on Fulgrim takes place whilst those first three books are going on but also takes that story on to uh, Isfahan 5 right. which is not giving anything away um, and from that point on that's kind of the setup. Those the first five books really set the heresy up to the point where everyone kind of recognises it so uh, that would be a good point to do that subject. Okay. Um, so for anyone else who was asking about that, I, th- I think we'll do that after the after Fulgrim. Um, 
Excuse me. Full Grip um, was also, if you haven't read it, folks, be prepared because that book is yucky. Yeah, we might we might have to cover that. There's um, that book is really. I mean, it gets vulgar and vile in parts. And I mean, yeah. I enjoyed the book, but man, oh man, there were parts that were just revolting. Like, I was kind of surprised how how gross. And For those who aren't, aren't aware, um, yeah, it's Slanesh um, is 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 a, a god of excess. And let's say in 40k, the, the Emperor's children are, are dedicated to Slanesh, and that ex- excess comes in a lot, a lot of forms. Doesn't matter what form it is, they're going to do it in excess. So be prepared if you are reading ahead of us uh, <laughs> or reading this later on, because of course we're going to have new people coming back and reading this. That just confuses my head, so we won't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's on the yeah. plate for today? We're not going to get to the so, legions yet. No, so what we're going to talk about today, well, I just want to say the other thing is if, if you do have a subject that you think might be worth talking about, send us a message. You know, I'm not guaranteeing we're going to do it, but, or, or how, you know, but, but more ideas is good. Yeah, more, if it works and we can, we'll be happy to. Yeah, but I know uh, my friend Ed Carpenter emailed us and said, are we going to do, and it was one of the, uh, it was one of the um, Forge World books. Yeah, The like, Fall of Orpheus, which isn't actually a, yeah, is not a heresy story. Right, and that's a, and that's that's like with the, with the Bad Ab Wars and stuff like that, right? That's yeah, the Imperial uh, Armor 12. Imperial yeah. Armor. And we probably won't be touching down on Imperial Armor. No, uh, the, the, this subject, this little bit, I want to keep them heresy-based. I'm hoping that we have enough to talk about as we go through the stories. <laughs> Got plenty. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and obviously, early on, we've got some people who are newer to the to the setup. So, so today we're going to chat a little bit about um, how space marines are made. Essentially, the creation of a uh, of a superhuman being. Sugar and spice and everything nice, right? Isn't that what it is, or something like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you read more about the Night Lords, there's not much sugar or spice or anything nice in them. <laughs> <laughs> And in fact, even some of the good ones, as you know, borderline, <laughs> yeah. borderline good. So the 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 Thunderlords were the first creation. We talked about that in before Olinor. Yeah, um, the Emperor um, created the Thunder Warriors to start with, who are big brutes, um, all physical menace, and uh, and pretty pretty blunt in in that use. Um, the, the Space Marines are much more refined creation i mean we don't actually know a great deal about how the emperor went about creating them that's that's very much still kind of mythical weird sciencey stuff the, the magical Black science he's got they've left them very vague probably because as soon as they mention anything too scientific someone will say um actually i don't think that works that way <laughs> um, as always will happen well let me ask so, a question quick because um, I don't know enough about this, and if you don't know, we can always just edit this part out. But yep. the Thunder Warriors—you're saying they're big and brutish. What is the difference between them and a Space Marine? Like, I mean, okay. I know you said more refined, but do we have any more details on that? Because you know, without spoiling anything, yeah, we—I've um, read a little bit about them. They've come up in a different book I've read, and yes. they seem just as big and just as fast. The old, the, okay, the old. Um Maybe, maybe I, I might use the wrong words here, so you might have to bear with me. It makes sense in my head. Um, 
Space Marines are like the sleek predator, the wolf, if you will. Okay. Um, designed perfectly to do that job. And, and uh, the speed, the, the strength, and the cunning is all there. Um, your Thunder Warrior is the big hulking T-Rex, which, oh, maybe that's not the right thing. I'm trying to think of something that's, that's just all brute force. All, you know, they're quick, it's strong, but it's all about the destruction. It's not about the little trap quite so much. It's very much more like one-dimensional. Sorry? Like a bear, maybe? Yeah, maybe like a bear. So it's, you know, um, it's, it's much more physical than a space marine. Uh, Thunder Warriors were bigger than space marines, uh, stronger than space marines. Um, but they were much more one-dimensional. Um, if you read the old fluff anyway, uh, and they weren't, it was, a, there, there was, there was nothing for them to do outside of a fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, Thunder Warriors were, were, space marines were created to fight. But as we read the books, we've already read, you know, some of them like, to, to go and write and, and they have aspirations and someone to build and things like that. The Thunder Warriors are there to fight. They're very crude. Maybe that's the word, crude. Okay. Um, and they're yeah, not, very, they're not Neand- immortal. Neanderthal compared to the, to the human of Space Marines, if you know what I mean. Okay. And they're not, I mean, Space Marines can live forever. Thunder Warriors were not immortal. No, trying to remember now. Yeah, no. no they fact, were that's limited. one thing I'm positive about. Yeah. And, and in theory, a Space Marine is an immortal. Yeah, in theory, but yeah, space and, marines and are only going to die immortal. from yeah. dying in battle. That's the elvish immortal from Tolkien. Yeah, right. Which you know, if if unmolested, will live for forever. Okay, but, so there's the difference. Is good. I'm glad we cleared that up because I wasn't certain. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know how the Thunder Warriors are still. You know, I've learnt bits from reading the Heresy and little bits beforehand, but there's still a lot, a not lot, a lot not known about them. Um, except they were supposedly all do- all killed. Shrouded um, in the mists of history. Absolutely. With a wibbly-wobbly bit of time. <laughs> uh, I love a good Doctor Who reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're mixing our sci-fi genres. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, so a, a, a space marine, we're, we're talking about a space marine, with, yes. um, who are essentially humans that have then been changed, uh, genetically modified after birth. Which is quite an interesting concept, really. You know, if if space marines were grown out of a vat, um, I don't think they'd be anywhere near as interesting, even if they were brought up in a humanistic way. But the fact that they they are, you know, these human children or teenagers or even in some cases older that are taken on and then given this new life, which is a world apart from their old life. Yeah, that is that is kind of interesting because even the first ones were genetically altered original humans, right? There were none that were. Yeah, the Primarchs were grown in a vat. But Prim- these- Primar- Primarchs are created. Uh, space Marines are created from humans. Okay, uh, they 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 are. Um, it's the human body pushed to another level, but it still needs that human body. Uh, and as we go through, it's you know they're they're not. It's not just any human body. The, the, the legions are very picky about who they take. It's, it's not just opened up to anybody. Right. Um, uh, and we have uh, each each legion will have its own system as well. There's no there's, there's no kind of um, set path. Although the implants they receive and things are set, um, 
the way each legion goes about creating its own new space marines is, is quite varied, quite different, um, as much as the legions are. And it's kind of part of the, the character of the legion is, is involved in that. So you've got, not only have you got the genetic traits of the legion, you've also got that kind of law of the legion is all fed into each marine Right, where Emperor's children are going to look for people with uh, with that flair, that dexterity, that you know, that perfection in there, and it's all built up, and yeah, and, and all of that, and 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 the way they go about things, and like the the, uh, the space was. I might talk about them a bit because there is a bit about um, the Ragnar books talk about Ragnar's path from from being a young boy to to becoming a space marine and, and things that happen in between, um, the rituals of um you know they're they're very uh, norse type culture so the you know the rituals of sitting around in the beer halls telling the stories of the chants you know all that culture is ingrained as they move through the process yeah and that's one of the reasons why the series does as well all these characters have got so much going on within them so we, we look at the recruits. Um, say there's 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 twenty. Well, there were twenty legions, eighteen legions, um, and in general, all those legions will will take aspirants from their own world. I, I mean, that's how the chapters do it now, and it must be how the legions did it. I've been trying to read up on this because it's quite grey. Some of the areas, um, I spent quite a long time trying to read. Scars has just come out in in e um serialized ebook format. And right. the first chapter of that is uh two aspirants of different legions going through some of these processes. So I was reading a little bit about that and in Flight of the Eisenstein there's a little bit of talk about the Death Guard uh processes where we see um the house Carl, I can't remember his name, who who failed those processes, a little bit of chat about that. Oh um, yeah, I was just writing down stuff about him from uh, the one. Yeah. The one thing I haven't found out is how aspirants were chosen on terror, and I'm sure I know some stuff, but I can't find where I read it. So I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to make too many assertions, but I think they took them from the warring nations, and that initial taking was much more about creating the army. You know, get them in, get them in. Uh, they took from not just terror, but the uh, the soul system as well. Right. Um, but certainly, once the legions had found their primarchs, for sure, um, each legion created its own system style. So, let's say we, we use the space wolves. They on um, on Fenris, uh, we have say these Norse tribes that live in kind of almost ignorance of what's on their planet in the space walls, but they they know there are these thunder gods. Um and they fight a lot of seasonal battles as as these old tribes would do. And at the end of a particularly bloody battle, a one of these gods might come down with his wolf totems everywhere and pluck a half dead person or two from this battlefield and disappear with them. And they thought that was their gods come in to claim the great heroes of these battles. You know, you have deemed yourself worthy. And which isn't far from the off, truth. <laughs> which isn't far from the truth. In fact, they, you know, the space wolves encourage it because they 
even even when they get them off, they say, you know, you've had one life. I've saved you from that life. This is your new life. You don't get another chance now, but you are fighting. You will become a god. You know, you will be this new being and blah, blah, blah. Um, now, do the I Space think, Wolves also get recruits from Terra? Because I, I know a lot. I mean, you read this a lot of these kids that get recruits. Well, you know, when the legions are found and stuff, they've got they've got the well, recruits from Terra, the, and then all the all the initial legions were created on Terra, right? Um, once the home planets were found, once the Primarchs were found, um, they tended to move the the recruitment process to either the planet that the the Primarch uses, or the system, or they you know various issues because not not all of them use one planet; they might move around a bit. So Ultramar as a whole system will feed into the Ultramarines and they'll take they'll take aspirants based on um, I'm trying to think what they are. I think that's more of a kind of you've deemed yourself worthy in in honourable ways, you know, rather than the the bloody death, you know, thirsty where the space wars, um, right. things like that. Um, uh, I think the Imperial Fist is very much kind of the young boys will choose to go off to try and become a space marine, but they know that only the hardest survive. So if they aren't, if they aren't the hardest in their village, they're certainly not going to go off because they won't stand a chance. So, but as we've gone through the books, we found out a little bit more, but there's still a lot of grey areas. I say I've tried to read up on the different legions, and there's that's still. Um, quite a lot to fill in there but I'm, I'm sure some people know some more stuff than me so it'll be good to hear I'm sure yeah um, and then even from that um, the the aspirants are then trialled um, I mean the space wolves use I think they use the battle as part of their trial as well so, but the, the like the imperial fists and that will have uh, these these kids turn up and these these ages I say they can be as young as 8 year old going in Um I think the Space Wolves ones and there's a few others show that they can be quite a lot older as well. But they go in and they're kind of put through constant rigour. Um, Scars talks about the Lunar Wolves, I think it is. I think it's... Yeah. And um, how they're kind of set. It's almost like the old um, old challenges of the uh, the Gladiators. Okay. Kind of it's constant workload every day of, you know, go and run run this assault course and keep running and keep running and keep running. If you fall out too quickly, you know you're gonna be chucked out. Um and that that's a that's a civilized way of doing it. The um the Death Guard we talk about um well are set through these challenges of, you know, poison swamps and gaseous errors and fields of poisonous um plants and things like that or whatever they've got you know very dedicated to the style of the legion um and obviously that one is much more deadly um yeah and a lot of them are a lot of them are there's a lot of aspirants uh and they go through these challenges and part of the space wolves one is they're sent out to hunt the great wolves and stuff and and if you read the ragnar books there's one point where there's a, there's a group of them, and they're like, oh, so-and-so got carried off by a troll. We need to go and save him. And it's like, so-and-so got carried off by a troll. So-and-so doesn't deserve to be saved. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, that's it. The, it's the strong will survive. They're looking for the best candidates to be to be um, space marines. So, so you do, you lose a lot of a lot through death. A lot will um, fall out without dying. Um, 
and in almost every circumstance that seemed to be quite shameful um, sometimes they'll go off to die sometimes some legions will have these house carls who uh, these failed aspirants who then offer themselves in, in kind of a servitude to the legion so they'll work as like a personal aid almost to space marines and then others who are less well off after their trials might get turned into um, servitors Ugh. and help out and there's a co- almost a constant reminder that these, these failed aspirants are all around this legion helping out still even though they failed they can still be of some use to the legion it's a pretty bloodthirsty place to be Ugh, just especially when you consider the age of the children yeah no kidding just it's, that um, idea of being turned into a servitor is just creepy yes just being made to carry on the Imperium can still use you even when you're not fully yep that's um, grim dark as it as it kind of comes yeah so basically Um, they go through all these trials and if they pass then they get yeah I mean some of these trials come some later on but they start to actually they kind of earn their path to start becoming a space marine that's just the first bit that's the kind of acceptance that you're at the level that you then might be able to accept everything that's going to happen to you. Um, and if you want to, you can you can look this up online really easily. There's a wiki for the creation of a space marine. Okay. Um, there's lots of different sources for it. But there's 19 implants, implanted organs, that go into uh, the making of a space marine, which is quite a lot. You know, the bodies go through these massive changes. Um, and actually, it's really well detailed kind of these have to go in an order because certain ones accept certain ones um it's quite for for a made-up thing there's a lot of detail in kind of the secondary heart they have initially they get you know third set of lungs they get um the larimund's organ um which is controlling um the way space marines heal It, it it sends out that extra uh, Laramon cells which heal up wounds really quickly for them. Um, the stuff that you don't see very often, they get, in the end, they get, um, i try to remember what it's called now, they get a gland, a gland that allows them to spit acid. Yeah, Wait, some, space can not spit talk, acid? They can spit acid, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not used very often. Um trying to remember what it is now which one it is but uh yeah here we go the betcher's gland here we go da, 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 da. the gland works in a similar way to the poison gland of venomous reptiles by synthesizing and storing deadly poisons uh which space is immune to this allows a space marine to spit a blinding uh contact poison and it's corrosive as well oh so yeah we're really talking this shows you how far removed space marines are um they're they're immune to almost all poisons. Uh, they can um, they can shut down their their body system into a, a semi coma um, if they have to, which means that they can float off into space in semi coma and be recovered. Um, there's a longest recorded period spent in suspended anim- animation. It's a Sasan membrane. Uh, Brother Silas Ur of the Dark Angels was revived after 567 years of being in this suspended animation. Oh, man. Which is it's, it's brilliant. When you start kind of, this is all taken from the lore at various points. Uh, they can identify chemicals by taste. 
that same one that allows them to taste common chemicals allows them to uh, track down targets by taste, uh, which is kind of a strange thing. But their their the the abilities even of eating a meat um, allows them some kind of connection with the with what they've just eaten. That's kind of crazy. It is crazy, um, but it's been used a number of times in in various stories. It's not stuff I've had. That's interesting. I must have either yeah, I missed it's, it or it's stuff later on down the line. Cause no, not not heresy stories. I'm talking about other 40K stories. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I remember it being in any heresy story. But these are all little things that can, you know, the, we think of these superhumans. These are that they've gone almost beyond being able to call them human. Um, probably the most important one they have. Well, one of the most important ones they have is this black carapace that's mentioned um it's like a film of black plastic it goes just beneath the skin of the space marine in, in sheets um and it hardens and it's uh it allows the neural sensors and the interface points of the uh of the power armor to actually connect kind of to 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 react so without that they wouldn't be able to wear that power armor in the same way it, it'd have to have something else. So this black carapace is, is kind of under the whole skin. So this is in really intensive. Uh, this is done over years, but you know, they put in an extra heart, they put in an extra lung. These are not small things they're doing. Yeah. No kidding. No, is there, and, and, surgical and implants point, or are they just messing with their genetics and they grow another heart? Uh, some of them are implants. Some of them, they, they do other little, you know, they, they they fiddle around a little bit, but they're, 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 say there are nineteen implanted organs, but but for those organs to take, they also have to have you know, all that time they're taking these extra drugs to make sure they go in and they're eating their food in the right way and they're on high protein anyway because they're because they're they're bulking up, um, so they're going through this chemical treatment. Um, and they're being monitored the whole time because a number of them, a number of aspirants just won't get through this stage. You know, their, their body will reject it. They'll, it, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll lose some in this stage as well. Uh, they're going through this physical training all at the same time as well. So they're, they're training physically. They're, they're, they're using their the weapons and everything they're going to use, and the, they're also getting um, hypnotherapy. Um, kind of a lot of these systems they've got aren't natural so they have to kind of go through a, a, a way of controlling all these new things that come in so that's all got to be programmed into them as well um, and they're receiving indoctrination we're turning these kids who yeah you know some of them know about the empire empire some of them don't so so like the ultramarines will well, i want to be a I want to be an ultramarine. I want to fight for the emperor. Blah blah blah. You know, um, again, the space wolves and the, and maybe um, some of the others use them because it's an easy example. They they don't know anything beyond Fenris and their you know the local five villages which they always fight. Um, oh, so I they, hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you know, on Fenris, it's um, these small villages which are constantly changing because Fenris is a is a, um, there's a lot of water and there's a lot of volcanic activity and the landscape can change, but they've got long boats and they're only ever going to travel as far as they can get in long boats. So they're not going to be away from their home for too many days because the nature of the 
beast of traveling around. So right. they probably don't see, they probably know the, the next like four or five different tribes and you know, they're going to have their animosity of, of those tribes as well. So there's always going to be that, you know, that fight the rivalry, between. Beyond, yeah. beyond that, they know they've got those gods and that's it. That is their life. Um, they don't care about anything else. It's say so you're going back right back to kind of ancient times, kind of traveling. So that's it. They don't care for the emperor. They don't know there's an emperor. It's got nothing to do with them. <laughs> so they've, they've got to have this uh, indoctrination. So they basically go through a brainwashing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, and it's it's not just that as well. Within that, they're learning um, how to endure the pain and how they can cope with their new reactions and speeds and and getting uh, developing their eidetic memories and you know space marines you can have some less intelligent some more intelligent space marines but they have all these abilities which is just you know it's say it's not just the bodies that are changing all these space marines you look at them we look at the last three books when you know someone says jump they say how high and it's the army to the x extent right you know you, this is how, this is why people don't question this is why um what's his name who wasn't too sure at the end badden's mate Little Horace. Yeah. You know, this is why he could see something was wrong. But it's against everything, all these years of this indoctrination, all these years of, of being in this, that that's, that's weighing on him as well. That he's had all this information being implanted. And these are the formative years. These are still very formative years as well. These are, you know, pre-teens and teens for a lot of them. So even though can we use our human ideal idea of what we were going through at that age when they're going through these other crazy things um well you know who knows but that is certainly going to affect them as well wow that's kind of that i never thought about all that stuff i didn't know half of that stuff so that's really interesting no say so you, you can say so you can look this up online there's, there's a lot of information and i'm just kind of skimming the surface of it um the final point on top of all that is during um these stages you'll get the the genetic mutation that occurs uh so you know the space wolves have got the longer hair the longer teeth that grow down and the blood angels have got their floor um and the salamanders with the dark uh, the jet black skin and the red eyes though those things will come out during these periods uh, the space wolves one's quite interesting because they have almost the curse of the wolfen um where every now and then an aspirant will not be able to their their body changes mixing with this 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 flaw in the mutation will make them more wolf than man um and they're almost like let loose and to let run free in the wild you know he's failed let him go okay so let me ask this yeah uh the original legions were all made on terra yeah um, all the space marines originally were terra so they 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 pulled all these marines together um did they have the mutations and if so how i mean was there some genetic material left over from the primarchs to make these marines from each legion or did yeah, he just was, i mean did he just, i'm sorry I'm, i was gonna say did he just make a million space marines and divide them into 20 
again, I was trying to find the hard evidence, and I, I've read stuff, and I'm trying to remember where I've read it. And you know what it's like when you're trying to find, you're trying to find one line in a book somewhere, right? And you're not even sure which ten books you're meant to be start reading to find those lines, and someone will come up with the answer. But um, I think when they found the Primarchs, they were then able to utilize the Primarchs DNA to a greater extent in the creation of the Space Marines. So then the Marines that they brought Try- to them from Terra, they didn't have their mutations? I or don't think not- they had the same level. Okay. But I can't say de- def- definitively either way because I say I tried to find kind of the hard evidence. I should have – I meant to ask some questions on some forums. I should have done that. I promise you guys, next time we do the subject, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm annoyed with myself that I don't know some of these answers. But if someone finds them – don't oh, tell me I didn't that. even realize some of the questions, so don't I'll feel give, bad. I'll give him a kiss, you know, <laughs> if you come and put a, put a right answer on the forum. Um, yeah, I think there is there's less within that, um, within those original ter- Terrans. Um, I mean, we read, you read later on that, like, um, they st- they have elements of it because it was saying in, the, like, some of them, the Horus type features that appear, some legionaries are considered lucky because they look a little bit like Horus. Right. Um, there are, I'm sure there are some Terrans like that, but there were more that came from Cathonia. Okay. As as far as I can remember it. So, but I, th- I think there was there was a shift there. But some, I mean, like the Ultramarines are uh, looked up when they did the second founding post heresy um, to create when they broke down the legions, the chapters, and then they were creating the chapters, blah, blah, blah. They used, a lot of the time, they were using ultramarine, um, ultramarine gene seed because ultramarine gene seed was deemed to be the most pure, you know, the least flaws in it. So that's why all, a lot of the chapters that are around in 40K are, they they trace their line back to the ultramarines rather than the others because huh. their gene seed was de- deemed to be less corrupt. Oh, there you um, go. Because, I mean, you get to 40K and you start to get to stories. There's a brilliant little piece in the um, Space Wars Codex where um, uh, an Inquisition party wants to come to Fenris to have a look round. And no matter what chapter it is, they don't like people looking in anyway. And, yeah, the, the Space Wars know that some of their practices will be kind of viewed poorly from outsiders but they know that you know there's not many chapters that have fought more fights for the emperor than the space wolves um so <laughs> they tell them tell them go away and they go away and they come back and they say well last time we warned you we're going to shoot you so here's some shots and start firing at them and that's you know that's the inquisition that's it's like no you know stay away don't come questioning us because we've got long teeth and you've heard rumors that we might have some feral Space Wars, it's, you know, this is our problem. We'll sort it out. It's under control. But it's something that's brought up in 40K. They look at, you know, looked at askance, these flaws. Huh. Well, that's, I mean, this is this is cool. I did not know almost any of this stuff. And not from, it's, it's not, information's not out there. I just never really thought to look it up. I just, you know. But now that you're yeah. bringing it up, I think I'm going to go look it up because that's just crazy. They can spit acid and they can track people by their flesh and stuff. It's just yeah. I'll try and find some more kind of. I'll, I'll try. I'll put a link up for the wiki 
in the show notes. Okay. Uh, uh, and I'll try and find some more of the information that kind of had, but a lot of it is from reading a lot of black library books. And I'm not going to tell people to read all the black library books I've read because some of them aren't particularly good, but they have some information in them, which, you know, it can be a bad book, but it can have, still have something in there. It's kind of, oh, that's quite cool. Um, a lot of these uh chapters as well i mean we 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 bringing it into the heresy is the terran legions uh kind of most of the people we see stay loyal to the emperor in in legions that fall not all but a lot of those people who stay loyal to the emperor are terran you know um garrow's terran loken's terran those kind of main characters we see um a lot of the, and part of that's obviously due to a, they share that bond. The others do, you know, we come from the same planet and, and all that. Right. But also, a lot of those planets that people land on, I mean, Ultramar, Ult, Kalth and Ultramar, sorry, is all fairly civilized now and was fairly back then. Um, but I say Fenris is a death world. Um, and by death world, 40k, 30k, death world is, is any planet where, it's a struggle to survive. Um, right. There are Caliban's pretty much a death Caliban's world. Caliban's a death world too, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's dark forest with great big monsters running around in a, in a, in a, feudal, in a feudal world. Um, so those kind of plants breed strong, strong characters. Um, other uh, salamanders were plagued by Dark Eldar. So they had that kind of fight in them built into them the whole time Cthonia was a uh, you know it was run by the gangs so right Cthonia is is a hive not a hive planet but industrialized world I think but there was that constant fighting going on with the gangs um Nocturne was not sorry not Nocturne um the one the uh, uh, Raven Guard can't remember the name of it but um Korax was brought up in a prison, a prison moon. Um, so all of those people that he, you know, his inner circle when he first turned, first broke that planet down, came from a prison. Uh, so he's, you know, he's got those nature of those people. So there's a lot of aggression <laughs> in all of these planets. There aren't many of these planets that they take from. They haven't got, and in fact, because of the nature of space means they kind of encourage it. Now they want these people, some of the trials uh, that these aspirants go through will be to fight each other to find, you know, last man standing gets to, gets to take the prize home. Um, or they send them out on the hunt. So they say with the space wolves, um, one, I think it might be their final one is they're they're just dumped Thunderhawk, dump them however many miles from Fang with a, a small blade in their hand in the you know harsh weather of a death world and are just told yeah you've just got to get home that's your challenge Jeez. and it's like there's there's wolves the size of horses there's there's these trolls there's these wolfen running around there's all kinds of things and it's just yep yeah, you just got to get home um they they don't take any kind of there's no there's no easy ride on this and even in the more kind of quote unquote civilized contests where it's more about the contest rather than the, the the fighting is still they're still all the time being challenges like you you know some of you will die i mean there's a brilliant i really enjoy the space wolf books they're they're great fun books they're not 
not the deepest stories ever written. Um, <laughs> but they're quite fun. And it kind of the first moment they're brought in is like, some of you are going to die. Before, any, before they were told anything else, it's like, you're not all going to survive. And they're like, but we, we fought hard to get this. You know, we've been rewarded. It's like, no, that's, that was the start. Yeah. It's only going to get harder from now on. Jeez. So there really are. It's 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 very much that blacksmith forging, forging the blade. It's trial by fire, and say so there's, there's a lot. And I, I'm really interested. I so say I've only read the first bit of the first episode of Scars because I might wait till it all comes out. But I wanted to get a little bit of information from that. And there's um, a white Scars guy and a Lunar Wolves guy, I think it is. And there's just little bits. It's so interesting about how they go about creating their their new legionnaires so yeah alright so if anyone's got any more they want to add on or any more they want to know then you know get straight on the forum or or wherever you wish say the, the forum's a great place to go um we died off her so I don't I don't know if it was just because we had the third chair last time or or what but if we keep the forum chat going it'd be brilliant yeah, guys, let us know what you think because that really does help. Also, I mean, we want to have we want listener feedback. We want listener feedback so that it's more of a discussion and not just not just yeah. me and Greg talking. Yeah, and and you know, if if I turn on the forum and five people are chatting and they've had their conversation and finished it, you know, great, I can read into that. You know, it's it's for us as well. We Dave and I aren't sitting here, and some of the comments we've had on those things are brilliant about my knowledge and your newbiness and i'm like <laughs> you know i'm i'm by no means an expert on this i know i've read a lot but there are people that really do i pale in the shadow of their knowledge of this subject so you know we can all learn stuff and and, and i'm willing to and i want to and that's that's why we want the chats in the chat rooms but you know wherever you post it if it's a if it's a tweet if it's on facebook it's it's all good as well exactly all right well i think uh I think that's it. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, not too long one today. Nope. It's just one thing to do before we go. Yes. <laughs> which is to announce the winner of the competition. I better make sure i still got the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go and uh, sort that one out. All right, so we've got the contest. Greg, you have added up all... Now, we have lots of reviews now between the different countries and a bunch of suddenly the followers have jumped up a bunch on facebook the facebook group yeah and the twitter followers as well um and we took all yeah there was a, we had a few emails for people who were saying i'm in this country and we put, we put all of you in um we went and checked those countries so thank you thank you for that and uh we finally got a winner as chosen just to say i i literally just to say how i did it I gave every entry a single number and random number generated and looked through my lists of of the different followers and everything else. And the winner is from Twitter, Jossie, who's at plastic underscore, underscore crack with a, with a K-R-A-K. Looks like he's got a blog spot. So uh, Jossie, whatever your name is, um, if you send us a message, uh, an email, yeah, send it to Greg at GarageHammer.net. You can send it to me, David at GarageHammer.net as well, and I'll forward it to Greg. And um, we, we can get in contact with you for an address, and that's for the copy of The Imperial Truth, all signed up and lovely. Fantastic. And, um, 
hopefully at some point in the future we might have some more prizes. Nice. But um, I'm not too sure if we'll get too many more of them. But <laughs> <laughs> not, not something like that. We'll try to we'll get see. some things, though. Get Absolutely. some more stuff for our listeners. So, All right. Well, Greg, um, dude, thanks for all the information because I was expecting this to be a really quick just because we, we had a little bit of feedback and you jumped in and, and filled it up with where Space Marines come from and I didn't know this stuff, so I'm <laughs> I'm just as fascinated as anybody else listening. So that's fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. So, any, anyone's got any more info, uh, and anyone wants to point out what I've said wrong, please, please feel free to do so. Yeah, please do. Hey, and, you weren't um, kidding, man. I'm looking at these iTunes reviews now that I had to open this up, and that's every other comment. Greg knows a lot, and Dave doesn't, and that's a nice contrast. <laughs> there, there were there were a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> it just made me chuckle a little bit. I don't know nothing. It's just I haven't gotten nearly as far as you have. I haven't been doing this as long. Wow. Yeah, All right. They've, they've given you that role, though. Yeah. Hey, I am. If, if we're going to pick a role between the, the, the guy with all the knowledge and the guy with the enthusiasm for it who's new, I'm definitely the, the new guy. Yeah. Who's like, the English teacher, which is amazing how much that helps. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's... that was, Dude, I'm telling you, that last book... In fact, I know we're supposed to close the show. We just said goodbye, but... That last book, especially, reading it again and watching all the stuff that I saw bits of in the first two books, and then it finally all came together in the third. I was so excited to talk about it in the third, because it's like, oh, look, you can see all these things they've been building up that are just coming through, and all the little, you know, the themes and the and the symbols and the ways that things are portrayed. So yeah. that, that's, I'm looking forward to going to, to some of the single books now and seeing what I can find. Uh, theme and 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 symbolism wise uh, in these other books. So, all right. Well, Excellent. that's it, folks. We'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, I need another about ten days to finish my, all my notes for uh, for Flight of the Eisenstein, and then we'll get it recorded and get it out as soon as possible. I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. Yeah, it should be a good one. Yep. All right, Greg. I will let you go, and I'm going to go make some dinner for my kids, folks. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. Take it easy, partner. Bye.